Mojave, a name synonymous with aridity, heat, and sand. Accentuating the scarcity of water, 3,600 acres of this vast southwestern desert now appear like a blue oasis thanks to 173,000 heliostat mirrors reflecting the sky. This is Ivanpah, the largest thermal solar facility in the world. Constructed on Bureau of Land Management ground, the private enterprise cost $2.2 billion, 1.6 of which were loaned from the federal government. Its mirrors focus sunlight to three 450-foot receiver towers, which at midday shine too brightly to look at. The plant, which began operation in February 2014, powers 140,000 homes annually, and as its energy replaces that generated from fossil fuels, will keep 12 million metric tons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere by the end of its designed lifespan in 2044. These numbers don't impress Jim Andre, Mojave botanist and director of the Granite Mountains Desert Research Center, a single whit. I can't think of one argument for putting an acre of solar on public lands. He says, decrying its impact on native flora and fauna. Rather than concentrating solar generation on what he calls possibly one of the last remaining intact ecosystems in North America, if not the world. Jim advocates dispersing it in developed places, rooftops, parking lots, stadiums, for economic as well as environmental benefit, saying, The panels are so cheap and have evolved so quickly over the last 10 years that it's a minor investment and it's a huge job maker. Both those claims are borne out in Brett Isaac, a barrel-chested 31-year-old member of the Navajo Nation. Since 2010, he's made a living outfitting his homeland's houses, trailers, and schools with photovoltaic solar panels and storage batteries at the modest rate of $12,000 for a 25-kilowatt system. Each one is sorely needed in a place he describes as... This vast area of underdeveloped land, underdeveloped resource, underdeveloped utility. Larger than West Virginia, the Navajo Nation sports just 14 grocery stores for a population of 300,000, over a third of whom live without electricity, running water, or both. Brett fills part of this electrical void with no carbon emissions or environmental impact by providing, providing the alternative. I'm giving the empowerment back to the people here to produce their own energy, and I'm doing it at a very small, localized scale. Fewer Americans are choosing that alternative than Jim would hope. Dollar signs precede most of the reasons why. Citing the progress of nations like Germany and Spain towards widespread urban solar, Jim asks, You think we're completely in a bubble here? I mean, what's stopping everyone from doing it? Whether utility companies are doing everything they can to de-incentivize rooftop solar, to make it so expensive, to eliminate the possibility of having your own storage, that sort of thing. When Brett outfits a home with panels and batteries, he eliminates the need for centralized energy producers and distributors who, suffice to say, don't take kindly to being eliminated. Apart from entrenched economic interests against the alternative, there's a direct factor pushing projects like Ivanpah onto public lands. In the plant's meeting room, Katie Makis, 
sole BLM biologist for 3.6 million acres of the Mojave, says, When you have a politician standing at a podium saying California will be 20% solar by this year, or the president saying, you know, one of my initiatives is renewable solar, what then filters down the line are the pressures to make that happen in the quickest way possible. And one of the quickest ways possible is what you're looking at. Distribution lines for water, gas, and electricity already ran through this patch of desert, incentivizing construction. You're looking at companies that are finding the bottom line. Where is the cheap land? Where are we going to get the least amount of fuss for taking land uh, from the public? Unfortunately, that cheap land is often remote and provides habitat for a vast range of species. In Ivanpah's case, the most prominent are myriad birds and the endangered Mojave Desert tortoise. BLM development regulations are not especially stringent, and Doug Davis, Ivanpah's environmental director from its creation until November 2016, spent four years going far beyond what they demanded to keep the, the system. system. out here as natural as possible uh, to re reduce, to minimize our impact out there. Katie, tasked by the government with assessing the plant's impact on wildlife, worked alongside nearly 30 independent scientists Doug hired to make those assessments unimpeachably thorough. They're employing adaptive management techniques on a private facility in a way that they're not required to do. She says, providing Doug's segue into the Desert Tortoise Relocation Project, which the soft-spoken grandfather enthusiastically describes as his baby. The first year shows a steep slope towards higher mortality in relocated tortoises. The trend persists in the second year, but drastically shallower. By the third, it's completely stabilized. However, the overall mortality rose simultaneously with Ivanpah's triumvirate of towers, and displaced tortoises chronically struggle to find new burrows for nesting. The avian initiative is experiencing even more turbulence, as concentrated sun rays annually scorch some 2,500 birds flying toward the mirrored mirage of water. Several deterrent methods are currently being tested, but their efficacy remains uncertain, and in the meantime, charred bundles of feathers keep falling to earth. Doug readily acknowledges that it's never going to be perfect because we're here. We know that. He continues to work towards a cleaner energy future. We're not perfect. We're not done. But is some of that work misplaced? As Jim phrases it, All the way up the chain, um, the focus is so much on climate change and getting renewable energy is somehow this, you know, silver bullet when it's really just a placebo. Producing clean energy at the expense of the very places most threatened by climate change is simply not justifiable when people like Brett prove the alternative possible day after day. Jim waxes hopeful on the progress of other nations. What they're doing can be done here. It's all about priorities. We state our priorities and values every time we turn on the light. And while Ivanpah is certainly preferable to burning fossil fuels, any energy that diminishes the world's most threatened resource, wild places, is not, by the word's true meaning, renewable.
For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Hunter Dunn.